1: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Well, apart from the usual nonsense that Max and I discuss, um, we chatted to uh, Sam Billings of Kenton England and the Oval Invincibles. He's, uh, he's in the 100 draft, of course, and we'll be taking part in that. Uh, Robert Scheller joined us, didn't he, from SoccerBot360. Yes, absolutely. Uh, talking about... Not a robotic footballer, much to no. my disappointment, but an interesting bit of kit. Yeah, interesting bit of kit that costs the same price as one of the Norwich defenders. Um, also, Daniel Robinson, lovely heartwarming tale, hands across the water, football tale from Canada. So, I think that's about it, isn't it? Robots, scarves, and billings. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, Paul. Yeah,
3: um, uh, did you watch the Brighton well, Palace I, I game? I had one eye on it. It was absolute, absolute. I mean, it's a sort of travesty, isn't it? So I thought when when Newcastle got that point at Spurs, mm. I thought the really the decent thing would be to, for Steve Bruce to say. Actually, we will give you that back. Right. We don't. We don't deserve that. You know, it's that Eric Dyer handball
0: VAR thing. I like, so if it was Corinthian Casuals yeah. last night, Corinthian Casuals would have said, "I'm sorry, we're not accepting the result." Hundred percent. We, we can't take. I know it's against our rivals, but we just. But there's just no, there's no justice, is there? I, mean, I, I suppose the first reaction, of course, if you're a Palace player, is just a laugh. I mm. mean, you're obviously elation, and then to think, blimey, how did we win that in the dress? But uh, Roy Hodgson after the game, I love the way that managers are so philosophical. When they get sawn off, they rage. Uh, when they get when it when they get the rub of the green, it's well, these things average themselves out mm. over a season. And you know, Roy has been around football a lot, and he's rarely seen a daylight robbery <laughs> to that extent in in his long life. <laughs> but this is what Roy had to say. Um, yes, the game is not about touches in the opposition box because I think Palace had two in the whole match. Um, the statistic that counts is goals against and goals scored. I'm not going to apologise for coming away with what we consider to be a very good victory. No one expects you to, but had Roy been sawn off, would he have been that philosophical about I mean, like, Had he been on me, the
3: receiving end? Anyway? Part of me expects him to. Part of me expects him to say at the end of that game, do you know what? I know our fans might not like it in the short term, but Brighton, here are these three points. We don't <laughs> deserve them. Even I didn't think, as Christian Benteke was lining up, technically quite a difficult volley. Yeah. You know, the ball's a bit behind him, isn't it? It's a tight angle. Even I thought, Roy saying, I didn't really back Christian to put that one away. <laughs> you must see Dan Byrne. If you're,
0: if you're betting in running with that ball in the air, yeah, yeah,
3: you're, <laughs>
0: you're, not betting you're saying it's going in. It's going into Rose's. As, as the ball was getting closer to as, okay. as the Andros- odds, loops yeah. it up. The
3: odds yeah. are getting bigger, actually, yeah. as, it, as it hits his foot. Yeah. And you can see Dan Byrne, obviously, you know, everyone's tired in the 95th minute, whatever.
0: Do but you think he pros- do you think he's possibly doing a, a Tim Lovejoy saying, don't worry, it's only Ben Tekka. Probably. Do you think he was doing that? I reckon that? that's what Dan Byrne did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. But I, I but would both like... great goals. So wonderful. The back heel was fantastic, wasn't it? it was yeah, Alan Smith said,
3: Alan Smith, who I love, said in commentary, yeah. there's still a bit to do there for Matata. Still a bit, blimey. I mean, he got more power in that Than I have kicking it forwards. (laughs) I was really impressed, and I think you'll be with me on this. I would like. uh, It's probably best for Crystal Palace to sign Juan Mata rather than for Manchester United to sign Matata. But if they could both be on the same pitch, Juan Mata, (laughs) Matata, exactly, that would be good. Some intricate interplay between the two of them. Yeah, Matata Mata. Is it okay? Is anybody else
0: you'd want to sign um, that would uh, that would? Mm, that rhymes with that that rhymes with that (laughs) I don't have (laughs) it I don't have it It, you stop me Mata Matata well, Set Blatter,
3: maybe Sepp, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know,
0: signing Set Blatter. <laughs> <But> even, <laughs> even Ed Woodward won't sign an eighty four year old bloke. Heads would turn. They're like, is that, is, is that deal ostracised from the game <laughs> of football? Say there
3: must be something dodgy in that deal. <laughs> yeah.
0: If Set Blatter's coming in, Matter Ollie sitting in the press conference trying to defend <laughs> signing a bloke in his mid eighties that he's a pariah in the yeah, world. But football. how
3: much fun for Sam Matterface next time to say? Yeah, Sam Matter
0: he'd have to be the <laughs> common <laughs> he would tatter, wouldn't Obviously. He would.
3: So um, yeah, saw the uh, Villa Villa players have been banned from playing fantasy football mm. is is footballers playing fantasy football is that a bit like you know you going home and doing radio paul hawkes in your shed or is that footballers? Have, you,
0: have you not been listening? <laughs> do you I do, do that when you get I home? Do, yeah, I, do, Obviously. Um, I
3: do drive time. Mike says Alvaro Morata, of course. Alvaro Morata, of course. Morata, Mata, Matata. What a wonderful... That could be a great forward line, wouldn't yeah. it? We're playing Mata just in behind. Yeah. Matata and Morata. Um, yeah, I was, with, I was thinking about that. Why footballers... It is a bit like footballers playing FIFA, isn't it? You've done the football, so You need to go and then recreate the football. Playing fantasy football. Mm. I mean, I I did host a show for a few years called Fantasy Football, and I I didn't enjoy. I thought fantasy football was really quite a boring subject. Yeah. But I didn't mention it at the time. <laughs> Contractually, you just, seemed you unwise. Just took the money and went. I home. did absolutely
0: right. Much but like now. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Max. all right. I actually don't like this show, but, you know, they keep paying me, so I'll keep turning yeah. up, said <laughs> Max to me off air earlier on. The, um, so, yeah, it might be interesting here from the listeners. You thought we would discover some of the things that maybe the listeners have been banned from yeah. within reason. Yeah, so, it's, so it's, you know, fantasy
3: football's an inoffensive thing, isn't it? But the Aston Villa players, Connor Hurahan and, and Matt Target, now not allowed to complete their seasons in fantasy football. Right. Just inoffensive things that you were banned from as a kid, or maybe are banned from now. Yeah. From for whatever reason. Um mm. the tin booney says I was allowed to watch I was allowed to watch anything on TV. A lot of these are TV based. Yeah. When I was a kid, as long as it wasn't the Cook Report.
0: I have no idea really? why. I never Got to watch it. Well, they used to have a bit of bleep sparing when Roger uh, swearing, should I say? Did you ever watch the Cook Report? Like someone running away from yeah. a gang. He once. would he would put it. Started out as a radio show, but then it went to TV, and he would put his foot in the door. And he, it was a bit like watchdog, you know, those bits when they doorstep some mm, rogue yeah. builder, something yeah. like that, rogue traders type thing. And he, but that was his gig. And 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 he'd say, you know, Mister Smith, Mr. Mister, and they'd run down the road with a hand over their face, and they'd, they'd f and jeff a bit, but they'd bleep it. So maybe it was the parents thinking they didn't. Watch the bleep swearing. I don't know.
3: Um, a, a few people were banned from watching Grange Hill. Richard says it would, I, I was bad from watching Grange Hill because it would make me common. He says, <laughs> <God> <laughs> Make me common. Josh says, I was bad from watching Jurassic Park because a kid in my mum's class kept <clears throat> thinking a dinosaur was going to, my mum was a teacher, right. uh, kept thinking a dinosaur was going to
0: eat him every time he went to the loo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that bloke, yeah, the guy. Yeah. Wasn't that the fellow who played um, Newman in... Wasn't he the guy on the lure of the first Jurassic Park film? I seem to remember that. Uh, I Why could possibly. be completely wrong. Or maybe it's just a bloke who looked like him. But I seem to remember because the dinosaur does say, hello, Newman, just before he eats him, which was one of the best parts of that first film. Don't want to spoil it for you. Uh,
3: Danny says, of course, uh, what about Leandro Bakuna? Uh, then you could sing oh, Bakuna yeah. Matata. Thanks, I'm here all day. Oh, yeah, thanks very Wonderful. much.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport.
0: Keep telling us about the things you've been banned from. I was banned from playing Connect Four in the Wheat Sheaf Snook as I just could not be beaten, says Ben, the Spurs fan from Farah. Uh, Club okay. 99 says, I was banned
3: from having a funnel Parker coat. Much yeah. to my annoyance, my mum hated them. She actually brought me one once, showed it to me and then took it straight back to the shop as she yeah. still hated
0: them. I'm one so of those... I'm Did one of those. Uh, Alan Hudson struck a ball at me at White Hart Lane once when Chelsea beat us in a League Cup semi-final. And it went right down my funnel Parker, and hit me in the face. It was like Indiana Jones. <laughs> I saw <laughs> it coming. Like, I couldn't do anything it was about the it. the big orb. Yeah, I couldn't do anything it about it. Well. Good old Al. Anyway, um, Norwich, it looks like, are the first club in this country to make a fairly sizable investment, some £750,000 into soccer bot 360. The best, probably, way to describe it is you think of kind of cage football, but cage football in the round, if you like. Mm. Uh, there's video wars around uh, the player, and it develops uh, reaction speed, decision-making, a lot of German clubs... Uh, have invested already. Let's find out more from uh, SoccerBot 360. Uh, Robert Shelley joins us. Good afternoon, Robert.
2: Good afternoon. Hi, how are you?
0: Good, yeah, good, thank you. Yes, I mean, that was my very basic um, description of what it is, but um, so tell us more and and, and what it does.
2: (laughs) Well, it was a quite good description. It's pretty difficult to explain it via phone. So you have to imagine there is a 360 virtual world and... Within the 360 virtual world, we develop training programs uh, working with Beamer projection and the high-speed camera um, that is targeted to train uh, cognitive abilities, just like reaction, anticipation, um, attention, and cognitive flexibility. The core idea is to get uh, faster and better decisions of of players. So that's that's more or less the the core topic of our work. So
3: is the design to improve players or to find out if they're any good in the first place?
2: <laughs> both, both. At first, yeah, you need to have a, a benchmarking, let's say, a diagnostic tests, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, for example, and at Red Bull Leipzig, they doing this annually with all the players in the academy. And when you have a certain evaluation, you can train very targeted, um, improve strengths and weaknesses. And it's, it's for both, for, for diagnostics and uh, obviously also for training. So would there,
3: would, would, uh, you know, the clubs that have used this for a long time, say Salzburg or Leipzig, would they put young academy products in there and make a decision on them based on what Soccer Bot says more than what, say, a, a human coach might say?
2: Let's say that uh, a good example is, for example, in Red Bull Salzburg, whenever there is a, a new player or a young player, they have a certain kind of evaluation. Uh, he, they have to go through various tests before they even are allowed to attend at the academy. And the soccer bot test is one of the oh, tests yeah. they have to go through. And uh, this is uh, one of the assessments, uh, besides of other assessments by human beings, that makes the decision if there is a real talent or not. Uh, even more, um, yeah, reliable. Let's say uh, there are kind of FIFA-like uh,
0: representations of the players, so it's not just sort of lights flashing or beeps. It's it's it kind of feels quite real when the players in there because they're they're seeing players in in different kits uh, from different clubs, so it, it feels it feels quite realistic.
2: Yeah, this is, this is another uh, software package we deliver. You know, you have to imagine that the soccer bot is some kind of a platform for various types of software, like like apps. And uh, this is the analysis uh, license. That means that we use existing position data that's coming, for example, from Caramigo in the Premier League. And we transfer this position data into a 360 uh, virtual uh, yeah, replacement of, of the actual match. And whatever you know from, uh, from analysis, you see it always from an eagle eye perspective, but in this case, you can go into the viewer, uh, the player's perspective. So this is what makes it new. So each and every coach and player can go inside the soccer board and see uh, the match again from each angle.
0: And a coach can work on a player's perceived weakness. If they've noticed in, in, a, in a game scenario that maybe a player's not too great doing this, maybe sort of opening up on his right-hand side or keeping on the half turn, as Glenn likes to say. See, that's something you can work on. They can programme a set of things in-game that will allow you just to work on those specifics that they feel is a weakness.
2: Yeah, that's 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 a part of the analysis. But you, what you can also do is to uh, to go into recurrent match situations and train the next decision of inside the match with a pass. So this is one one software package we call interactive scenes. The, a certain scene starts, and um, the player can uh, play inside the the soccer bot. Then the next passing, and the coach can assess is this the right uh, decision? Also according to uh, the philosophy of of the club, because usually some some clubs have different philosophies uh, of of playing, so this can be um, yeah replayed uh, in in the soccer part quite good. I, I don't know if this. Uh, you have this in Germany, but. Over here, there's
3: a kind of divide between what's known as kind of the football dinosaurs who are, you know, old school, four don't play out from the back. And then there's the sort of football hipster that adopt everything, you know, everything new and take it immediately. And they sort of sometimes, uh, you know, you sort of had to make a decision on which side you're on. Has the, has the reaction, have you had sort of very differing reactions from different football clubs or different people in football to
2: this? Definitely. It depends. It's the same in Germany, by the way, uh, also with associations, not only with clubs. Um, It it depends a lot of the philosophy. As you can imagine, Red Bull Salzburg, Red Bull Leipzig, they have a certain philosophy. They rather want to make talents grow. Uh, Some others just want to purchase uh, players and uh, uh, do it like this. Whenever there is a club uh, or association that has the philosophy to really work with talents, to uh, develop own uh, Own-driven values. We're ready to help them. This is rather our, our, uh, yeah, our, our partners we have.
0: Nice, and it will help if Norwich get promoted, won't it? Really, um, that would, would be good for business.
2: Definitely, uh, but I think in a, in a certain way, and uh, yeah, among the the coaches and um, a certain type of people, we are already aware. Uh, we, had, we had very good discussions with with Norwich, with uh, Stuart Weber, and also the owners couple. It was uh, they they really want to develop um, uh, something long term, and and that's what made the decision also uh, very easy for us. Interesting. Good, good to talk to you, Robert. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Have a nice day.
0: Uh, Go and check out uh, the SoccerBot 360 website. You can see it in action. It's it's good. I can imagine it would be a fun thing to do for players as well. Could check out on their peripheral vision and stuff like that.
3: This is from Shilly. I I think Huddersfield must have already invested in this 360 box but surrounded by images of car parks because that's where the ball ends up 90% (laughs) of the time. And Alan Hudson has been in touch, I know, yes.
0: Oh, tremendous. He says, I remember that game well, Paul. Apologies for hitting you with a shot. I was in the kids' enclosure and we lost that game. Chelsea went to the final and they lost to Stoke. In the final, we'd won it the year before at Wembley. Right. We'd beaten, we'd beaten Villa. Do you accept Alan Hudson's oh, Of apology? course. Oh yeah, okay. no, never, I never. i bringing he did. people together. I know didn't he, I know he thing. wasn't aiming for me. <laughs> yeah. He just drilled a ball. But he in was that at, good. He, he could have drilled been, a ball in I don't the like touch. the look, look could, of him. He could have. He honestly was that good. He could have put his foot like he could have picked me out if he'd wanted to. So he didn't but need yeah. a soccer
1: bot, did he? No, he, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You've
0: been telling us about
1: various things. You've been
0: banned from apparently the Villa players banned from fantasy football. I was banned from watching the Quran Kid, as I kept trying the crane on my younger sister, <laughs> says Matthew in Sussex. I imagine that was quite
3: common, wasn't it? Really, yeah. Adam says I had the VHS copy of the second series of Men Behaving Badly taken off me when I was twelve for quoting it too much. I maintain that they didn't really behave too badly. Uh, Paul says I was banned from watching Mister Bean. My mam said it would make me act like an idiot. <laughs> and Carl says I was banned from drinking ginger beer. My mum didn't like the idea of me drinking any kind yeah. of beer, no matter what the. Face Famous
0: Five did that's right when I was a kid from the ice cream van mm-hmm. uh, we used to buy the beer lolly which of course wow. contained no beer did you pretend to be a little oh, squiffy yeah. we, like, oh I used to reel around pretending I was drunk after my beer lo- after my shandy bass, during I used to the, feel quite dangerous with a little can of shandy yeah, bass.
3: during the Soccer and Glory years we, uh, we supported Genk in the Champions League and mm. we, uh, we took some fans on a bus to Genk and we went to watch Genk play I forget Chelsea or someone mm. and I drank quite a lot of beer in the stadium and was Swaying around quite merry and it was alcohol free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, see, see. It's all in it's the mind. It's a it is all in the mind. Hmm. Um, David Spencer, our head of news here, said oh, I was know, banned David. from having football stickers when I was eight after a dispute my dad had with the company. <laughs> that's very specific. Even now I feel guilty <laughs> if I all, consider getting them. Of all the disputes, like yeah. that's the worst possible dispute did, your did parents have, could have with anyone else, it's fine, but football stickers, it's like essential. Like poor David, like, everyone at eight, yeah. all you want is Panini 86. Imagine the kids, the kids in the playground, they've got all their Panini and their Merlins, and there's only this one boy with the Spencer collection <laughs> of stickers. Who's got their Spencer... St- who wants to swap the Spencer stickers? Alan says, when we were very
3: young, we were banned from chewing gum, as it would quote, pull the white off your teeth. Yeah. Um, uh, Henry said, my wife banned me from using Cameo. Uh, Cameo is that sort of internet thing where you can pay somebody
0: oh, to okay. get a birthday Not the message. Band.
3: Not the band. Okay. Apparently getting Dean Windass to wish my mate Merry Christmas was a step too far. Okay. And um, uh, Stricky says, I was banned from watching... WWE I had to sneak and watch it on low volume so parents wouldn't hear in hindsight I have no clue what the issue would be with watching WWE the
1: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot For J.D. Power 2023
4: award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, the
0: 100, the 100 ball cricket competition, all new. Mm -hmm. Slightly delayed, of course, because of the virus from last year. Gets underway this summer. Um, And uh, men's and women's tournament, of course Each squad made up of 15 players, a maximum of 3 overseas stars They've been having the draft to, uh, the kind of second draft The first draft happened well late 2019 Where our next guest was picked up as a second round pick I believe, much to the hilarity of some of his England teammates, Uh, Sam Billings joins us, are you Sam?
5: I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, you Thank got you.
0: a you got a bit of clunk for that at the time, didn't you? That uh, you weren't first round draft.
5: <laughs> oh, they were they were taking the Mickey, but um, yeah, quite a few of the guys had um, kind of agreed uh, pre pre draft agreements. So uh, so I was there, uh, hopeful, and yeah, I mean, I've had the last laugh. I actually, got picked. Picked higher in the draft, and some of them. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's all all good banter in the end, anyway. Mm.
3: Didn't you get stick as well from from Mrs. Billings over the
0: IPL auction? She wanted to know why you weren't a bowler. Apparently,
5: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that went viral, which she wasn't very happy <laughs> with. After I, I yeah, in the first round, I actually didn't, didn't get sold, and um, yeah, made a joke at the expense of myself, and. Um, she actually turned to me and said, "Well, all these bowlers are going, getting sold. Why aren't you a bowler?" So, um, yeah, can't hide anywhere. Get get stick from all angles. Is it is that
3: quite a strange, you know, that that moment when you're watching the IPL draft? You know, is that quite, a, you know, if you don't go in the first one, you're thinking, "Well, I might not go at all." Like what? Because you know, this is this decent amount of money we're talking about at the time, and you know, and it's a great experience as well. Were you always confident you would get picked up?
5: no there's an appreciation that there's no guarantees um it's the best players in the world and there's limited slots at the end of the day and uh with any kind of auction and draft there's um there's a lot of luck in in when you get pulled out um your number your lot number essentially so um yeah like i said very grateful and very lucky that um that i got the shout and um got bought by delhi so i think as, as you alluded to it's it's one of the best competitions well it is the best competition franchise competition in the world and um an experience of playing cricket in india is is one that no one should take lightly and um it's it's kind of like football is over in this country but times by 10 the passion for the game is just is phenomenal and um yeah like i said very lucky to be involved in that competition
0: now we have high hopes for the 100 as uh, as well as it gets ever closer. Uh, you're oval invincibles and uh, the team's been taking shape and uh, you, you're pleased with the, the players that have been picked up today?
5: Well, as you said, um, no one's going to come on here and say no. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it, it's pretty clear to see the quality that we've got throughout that side um, in terms of the depth uh, Tom Moody's done an amazing job putting putting that together and um the international quality in in all different positions is is what you want in a franchise tournament um and like i said that depth is is there for all to see so um we've done very well in the auction and someone like colin ingram Mm. is a very very clever um pickup in that third overseas slot and um we see in franchise tournaments now that well, I think in all sport that experience goes a long way, especially to winning tournaments. It gets you across across the line in those tight games, and um, yeah, you look at all those names. A lot of guys have played international cricket, um, but also franchise cricket around the world. So hopefully that can hold us in good stead.
3: Now, hopefully I've got my maths right. You know, the difference between twenty twenty and the hundred is is twenty deliveries. How, how how what difference do you think that will have, if any, on on the cricket itself?
5: It will just obviously condense the game slightly. And um, I think the kind of tactical nuances that are going to be introduced with the the ability to bowl two overs from one bowler um, in a row and little kind of tactics, it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of plays out. The The element of um, match-ups is, is, <clears throat> is, is felt so much around, around the world now that a certain bowler against a certain batsman, um, can be really, really good and that's what you look for. So um, with that kind of two overs in a row, that's going to play a huge part, I think. So there's going to be little uh, differences and like I said, ultimately, the, the game's just going to speed up a bit more. It's going to be it's going to be quick, it's going to be fast and um, yeah, it, it would be great entertainment.
0: Um, we'll all have our different ways of choosing the franchise we follow. It could be favourite players from my point of view. I'm a Middlesex fan and, and the skipper is looking after London Spirit. They're playing at Lord, so I'll be very much rooting for uh, London Spirit. Max is also a London Spirit fan, but that's because he likes Tyrrell's crisps. Well, I, I didn't and know. And on the shirt. I
3: didn't realise they were all sponsored. We'll have some sort of the colours of the, you know, the crisps. And so, so you know, I don't know who. All I, I oh, yeah. you know is I know the sponsors. I don't know which team is which. So like, I, I can see McCoy's hula Hoops and skips, but I, the Tyrrell's naked, which is a salt-free.
0: Uh, Chris okay. is a
3: really, that's an excellent It crisp. sounds like you're
0: angling for a box, actually, well, Max,
3: I'd, I'd well, leave it I, Listen, I was, I was the face of McCoy's month, so I'm I'm deserting well. my former club. Who, who who sponsors you, Sam, do you know?
5: KP Nuts, so oh. not
3: a
0: fan. <laughs>
5: we've got to get I mean, Kevin get Peterson that. out
0: of retirement, haven't we, for KP Nuts, and along with Alan Butterkiss, the old North Ants bowler. <laughs> we've got to get him out
3: of Absolutely. retirement. Absolutely. <laughs> I wondered Absolutely. if there was anyone in it your... Is there anyone in your squad, Sam, with a nut allergy? It'd be quite an issue, that, wouldn't it? For could uh, be, yeah. The 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 shirts
0: aren't impregnated (laughs) with with nut oil. They
3: don't put a few little nuts down the middle. (laughs) That's a a stupid Uh, question. I take it back, Sam. (laughs)
5: No, I don't know my teammates that well yet. Yeah. Yeah, give me a chance. It's
0: interesting. When they talked about the franchise and the way they would work, you know, you wouldn't necessarily, as I said, there are certain players, there are players in your team, like Curran and Burns, that are very much uh, uh, of Surrey, of the Oval. So, uh, but we got Mark Wood, London. speaker. I can't think of a bloke who's less London than Woody. <laughs> than you really? But yeah. there he is turning out, turning out in the posh part of North London.
5: Exactly. He doesn't like busy traffic and too many people around. So, yeah it'd be great for him i think it would be a great experience and i mean he's very lucky he loves bowling at Lord's, so um i think that's the great thing um that people will leave their hometown clubs to have a kind of a, a new franchise a new experience in a completely new environment um and i think certainly for the younger players they'll benefit hugely from that actually um going into a foreign dressing room with all these different players with the best players in the world it's it's an opportunity that i've been very lucky to to have throughout the franchise tournaments around the world but certainly for the young english guys coming through that's invaluable experience but, um, that um that will be great and i think ultimately english cricket will benefit on the back of that so that's definitely one very good thing to to come out of this, hopefully. The
0: year that we've kind of missed in this, I think people are really going to embrace it now. They're desperate for live sport. Yeah. They're desperate to go and watch games and, you know, enjoy themselves, have a pint, watch a game. It will be, and I know it's a big sort of family focus as well. People are going to want to take their families to see some live sports. So I imagine the turnout will be huge.
5: Absolutely. That's what we're hoping for as players. Uh, we've seen it with all different sports that... Um, <clears throat> Without the crowds, is a completely different beast, and and we as players miss that fan interaction and and people enjoying the sport. We're all we're all fans ourselves, um, so yeah, we want to experience that those environments and um, the atmosphere. Certainly, like the Kia Oval, that's that's as good an atmosphere that I've ever played at. So um, hopefully, we can share that with 28,000 people, um, especially against the London Spirit turnos. Yeah. Oh, boys, yeah. boys over against you, boys. So I'm gonna try and get, um, I'm
0: gonna try and get tickets for that. It's quite early on now. I'll try and get. It's always a bit tasty when it doesn't, you know.
3: I'll be there with my packet of Tyrrells. Yeah, of course. You're waving your I'm a Tyrrells
0: flag, <laughs> marvelous. Okay, all the best, then Sam. Cheers, Good to Sam. talk to you. Thanks very much.
5: Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: There we are at Sam Billings. Uh, there will be taking part in the hundred with the Oval Invincibles, and we, we talked a lot about the hundred and a bit of scepticism, feeling is it a tournament too far and just shaving twenty balls off? But now it's here, and we've been starved of live sport. I'm up I can't
5: wait, I'm as Alan would no, say. I'll, I'll be, I'll be. We very much, do a show from
3: there. I'll be very much up for going, <laughs> so, uh, so, going to so, a. Game. Dress
0: Mark Wood up as a pearly king just, <laughs> just to get him in the London. <laughs> spirit they'll have to, to do that, wouldn't they? Yeah. They wouldn't not not St John's Wood. I mean, he'd, he'd have <laughs> a monocle and a top hat or something. They'll have to do. He won't like it. He won't like being cockneyed up, pulley. They'll just have to, <laughs> to get Harmy to phone him and said, oh, yeah, I've got a photo shoot sorted
1: for you. That would be good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: Josh in Luton has texted
3: 81089 to say, lads, can you please just address the fact that Max has gone viral overnight on Twitter, dancing around in a pub. Some yeah. serious moves on display, especially when he was slapping a bar stool. Yeah. Um, it's been put out on the... H&J account. I've had to deny this is me before. This is not a well, new Well, I mean, I've
0: got to be honest, I've, saw, I've seen it before and I saw it again last night and it does really look like you. It's basically when spoons goes wild. It's some people that, that basically turn it into um, a, a nightclub. Um... But there's, and, there's uh, so much to unpick, isn't there? Because yeah. there's like the 436 from Wincanton on
3: in the background. So it's yeah. clearly, you know, in the daytime. So that's yeah. clearly like early afternoon. Yeah, this and they,
0: is... they got in there at opening time. Yeah. And it looks like they're having a bit of a party. It could be like a wedding. Yeah. But, and uh, and there's a guy in a. He looks like uh, Andy Bell from Erasure, clothes. It looks like. Imagine Max Rushton dressed. <laughs> As as uh, Andy Bell, yeah, uh, um, dancing round a pub, <laughs> banging a chair in in time to a, a number of uh, ladies yeah. dancing. Yeah, um, it's,
3: it isn't me.
0: No, um. well, yeah, I mean, see, I, if I, I want to, if it was me, I'd want to distance myself from that <laughs> yes. scenario. So I can understand why you say it isn't. You saying that isn't me now. I'm a different person these just, these days, or you say that isn't just, you. I
3: just, I mean, I I suspect at some point. I mean, mm. I, I do. I don't mm. know if you think this, Paul. I'm really pleased there weren't camera phones when I was sort of twenty. You know? Yes, I, total, you know, I think anyone who 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 wasn't filmed in their nightclub years is very much <laughs> benefits from life. You know, the fact there isn't just like reams of footage of me doing that. I don't think I, I don't think I'd ever be quite that skimpily dressed. Have you ever, uh, have
0: you ever been shocked as, as, as your mates or teammates or uh, you know missus ever said? Do you know what you were doing last night? I mean, do, uh, do you, no, have you ever been surprised by your behaviour and don't remember doing no, it? You don't I'm strike me as a man a, who's really out
3: of control. I'm always asleep at 11. So oh. wherever I am, so like I've, I've fallen yeah. asleep in a lot of nightclub toilets and right. uh, on speakers and things like that. <clears throat> but I'm the, first to, I'm the first one to go, basically. Or yeah. the kind of
0: just disappear into the night I have a question for you yeah, by the way it's up uh, at TSH and J mm. if you've not seen the video uh, in question yeah. um, go, that's Max that's Max all
3: day <laughs> some poor bloke trying to take a phone call in the back I don't. Know go, I
0: can't hear you I I'm going to go outside I, I wouldn't distance yourself there's a few people just sitting there watching the game having a drink while all this is going on um, but it does look like you And but there's good moves I wouldn't distance yourself from that go and check it out folks at TSH and J
3: how much would you pay to live
0: next door to Ian Wu? Them. Wow, that's a that's a good question. Whereabouts? In what, in what part of the world? Uh, Barbados. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, that's that's up the ante a bit. Okay. Um, how much would I pay to live next yes. door to Woozy? Yes. Um, just to be able to shout over the wall about the number of clubs in his bag just now <laughs> and again just oh woozy 20, 25 grand a week would you no that's that is probably pushing it a little bit p- Sandy bit, Lyle yeah.
3: 25 grand is fine but yeah. for woozy Wayne Rooney there's sure a sure the he'd daily, be a good neighbour I mean yeah, you'd have, have fun chats wouldn't I you I think so yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I agree with you he'd, mm. you know, he'd come over for a drink when not he sometimes 25 grand a week like, Wayne Rooney and Wayne and Colleen Rooney own a place uh, this is a Daily Mail that is spread of places you can't afford they do that quite a lot Lots here's some places you can't Mm, afford, mm. and it included, you know, where Cliff Richard is living in the Caribbean, and uh, Mick Jagger's got a place somewhere. Anyway, very smart, very new. The Rooney's Barbados home is on the Royal Westmoreland Estate. has a stunning golf course. If you rent it, there's a free round of golf and a golf buggy (laughs) included each day. You have spent twenty five grand
0: to rent the place for a week. Mm.
3: The Rooney's tastes are generally minimalist and none too colourful, with lots of cream leather sofas. How many
0: cream leather sofas do you need? How many were twenty? Do you think they have ten? But those young—I mean—they've got a lot of young kids, haven't they? <coughs> Cream leather sofas and kids with a, a bar of cabris in their oh, back true. pocket. It's not ideal, but isn't leather's quite sort of wiped down, isn't it? To yeah. so wipe down, it's nice to be practical about yeah. it. But you wouldn't want a Hessian sofa. You wouldn't want a Hessian sofa. I wouldn't go into that particular business. That's why I'm out. Yeah, Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> not Michael Hessian. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. we're not even a, Michael. If you're listening, well, we're, we're not having to go at <laughs> your sofas.
3: No, that's why I went into business. When they asked me for my three years figures. Hessian sofas. When they said, look, and what are your projections," I said, I'm not very good with the numbers, but my advocate is downstairs. Yeah. It was Michael Hessian. Becomes...
0: But he didn't swing it for me.
3: Oh, he didn't oh, really,
0: yeah. Hessian sofas, I don't know. <laughs> Sam has decided he can't finish the presentation, so I was called <laughs> up the former <laughs> Chelsea player <laughs> to help him out. Theo doesn't look impressed. You did call me Sam against Paul. Oh, oh, do, right I, do, got I, do I kick 20
3: times and I'm going to ask for a pound from you? <laughs> <laughs> so about, you're me... about, you're about, on about mm. nine or ten You now. could
0: easily be a Sam. Well, I could, yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll yeah. move on. Um, is talking... it Matterface? Is that, what, is, that the, is that it? No, I don't know what it is. is it's like just, it's like... I don't know. It's just one of those Max, yeah. Sam, Tom. Yeah. It's one of yeah, those identikit sort of names. Just re- Rem- remember me as the that
3: bloke who was dancing in the pub. Yeah, <laughs> slapping, the, <laughs> slapping the chair. Oh, well, that's
1: how I always remember <laughs> you. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. You've been telling us
0: this afternoon about stuff uh, that you got banned from doing. And uh, Ian from Bexley says, I was banned from watching Bill and Ben, the flowerpot men, Many years ago, because my mum said it would, wouldn't make me talk properly, uh, apparently. Do so, you remember Bill and Ben, Max? Is I it? mean, I know of them. You remember, probably remember the reboot, don't yeah. you? The, not the first time around. Uh, David um, my wife was never allowed to
3: watch the 80s tea-time TV favourite, Robin of Sherwood, because her mum thought uh, the theme tune said Robin the Hooligan, as opposed to The Hooded Man.
0: Ah. Sensational. You will not watch something
3: that has hooligan.
0: And that was enough, was it? Yeah. Now, it's not the obvious trade, is it? Maple syrup for a football scarf. but Not um, done it before. And our, our next guest, Daniel Robinson, has been doing just that in lockdown and he has amassed quite the collection. So where did this fairly bizarre idea come from? Good afternoon, Daniel, or good morning for yeah. you.
4: Yeah, I was going to say there was a bit of a time difference there, but how yeah. are you guys doing? Yeah, good, good, thank
0: you. Yeah, you're just, I believe you're just outside of uh, Toronto, is that right?
4: Right, just in uh, the greater Toronto area, as we call it over here. Okay. So how did this sort of idea come to you? Right. I know it's definitely not the the most cliche idea, but (laughs) one day a a while ago, I was just talking with some friends about how much we missed going to the games and how much of an escape that was from the day-to-day life. Right. And uh, that got us to watching some videos online of different supporters from around the world. And uh, no matter the different, you know, football cultures and supporting cultures that there are around the world and the different unique ways that they all support there was one thing that really stood out to me that uh, all the fans sort of had in common and that was football scarves. So then I thought, you know, maybe it would be a, a cool idea to start this little project where I don't only just focus on football, but then I also focus on, you know, a little bit of a cultural exchange. So then that's how I came up with the idea to, uh, sort of trade a little bit of my culture maple syrup you know it's a very canadian thing Mm. for a football scarf and then what other uh, whatever other items they wanted to send that was kind of part of their culture or country
3: so you basically how did you tell people you went on social media of some sort i guess to say does anybody want some maple syrup i'll give you some in return for a scarf is that how it worked
4: (laughs) Right. So um, I decided to go on Reddit because uh, I just I've always heard good things about the people on there being very welcoming. And I knew that there was different uh, subreddits, as they're called, little groups where uh, people would go and you could go and ask things about certain countries. So then I went on there and I basically just uh, told them about my request, who I am and how I was looking to get a collection of football scarves from every country in the world. And I was wondering if anybody wanted to send me one in exchange for some maple syrup. So then I got a lot of responses, definitely more than I was expecting. So that was great. And, and get us an idea of where, you know, the
3: countries, because I've, I've watched your YouTube uh, film. I've just tweeted it out. It's a really lovely film. sort of heartwarming of sort of bringing, <laughs> bringing people together from around the world. And so, you know,
4: and it is literally you know all corners of the globe, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, I've definitely gone every continent. You know, I was definitely really surprised about certain countries like Belarus and and Mongolia, even just countries you would never expect Nigeria, Senegal, all these countries really, um, helping out and just so interested. Everybody loved the idea and it, it turned out great.
0: Um, how many are you hoping to, how many more do you want? Have you got a sort of, uh, is, there, is there a, a kind of ceiling on this or will you keep going?
4: Yeah. So as of now I have, um, 127, including the new ones that I've gotten since the video. Hmm. But, uh, like I said, my goal is to get one from every country in the world. Right. So, uh, right now there are about I think the UN recognizes I think 193 or something like that countries in the world so uh that's definitely the goal but I think I'll get more scarves than that just because I've of course gotten a lot of duplicates especially in the UK they they love sending me uh scarves so I really appreciate that
3: and and uh, maple syrup farms has sort of helped you out with this I was sort of worried about you know how much it's going to cost you in the end the postage of sending syrup to every country in the world
4: Right. So uh, originally, I of course I can't just go to the shop and get a bunch of maple syrup. I decided to email a bunch of farms. So I reached out to about uh, I'd say ten different farms, and luckily one got back to me and said they were interested. And then uh, I decided I offered to do some photography work for them and some drone work in exchange, you know, to lower the prices on the syrup. So that definitely helped.
0: And <laughs> um, what what are you going to do with them? You're going to little scarf museum, a little exhibition somewhere
4: at some point. <laughs> That would be cool one day, who knows? But uh, definitely, my plan is to want to have my own house one day, have a nice room where I can go and watch some football, and then I'll just have the room just covered in scarves all on the walls and on the roof. I think it would be really cool. And who's your team, Daniel? Dundee United. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean,
3: great choice, but why?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's definitely not the the typical top six Premier League choice, but. I really, I have a good friend over there, and uh, he took me to a match, and that was my first kind of UK match, and it was just the most insane experience. It was like a Partick Thistle away game, and I had such a good time that uh, <laughs> ever since then I've been following them and, uh, and watching their games. Are you uh, seventh
3: in the Scottish Premiership? Are you
4: happy? Are you happy with how they're doing this season? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best, but uh, I think once the fans get back in there, I think we can we can hopefully get up to a top five, top four position.
0: Do you, do you go and watch Toronto as well in the MLS?
4: Yes, I definitely watch a lot of Toronto FC games that's definitely my main team you know I, of course try to support local as much as possible mm. so uh we we've had a we've had a couple of good seasons making it to the finals like I think three out of the four last times just we've been doing pretty good and uh, the atmosphere has definitely been increasing there so I have a good time every time I go
0: I of the scars made you quite sort of inquisitive are you there, maybe there were teams that you didn't know a great deal about that you've you've researched once you've received the scar from?
4: Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of clubs that uh, I've, of course, never heard about, you know, different Bosnian fourth division clubs that you wouldn't usually hear. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I had a good time learning about all the different clubs and the places that they are from. That was really something that I was looking forward to is just, you know, finding out a club in some small Portuguese town and then learning about that town and being excited to go visit there one day. I think that will just be awesome to go watch all those games one day
3: that's the thing isn't it you go to Netflix and you say listen I did this story I did the maple syrup I've got all these scarves mm. I need to do a road trip right yeah. around the whole world going to every single country to take in a game in every single place and ask for millions for it and then you know you've basically completed <laughs> you've completed life if you managed that
4: <laughs> yeah no, I know there's nothing else that I would ask for other than that that would be an absolute dream come true yeah. if I could just travel the world and watch football that would be amazing
0: and have you got a Dundee FC scarf? Has anybody sent you- one of those Dundee United oh no i was sorry he wants the, F- oh, was right. it, was the FC have sent him one I just right. wondered if the other half have, have sent you one
4: no I haven't gotten any uh, Dundee oh. FC um, scarf I don't know
0: well that would be a nice t- even for we, a United we, fan folks come on he just add to the collection um, and well, the, as long Dun- as
4: I keep them far apart. Yeah,
0: as long as yeah. Daniel might hate Dundee and like, nothing <laughs> to do with him. He no, seems like a it, nice guy, but it's it's, it's his hands across the water. it's, okay. big, it's oh, bigger. Right, it's bigger than a city rivalry. I'd like to think so. Uh, <laughs> nice one. Uh, well done, Daniel. Thanks very much. It's a lovely story.
4: Thank you for having me
0: there we are Daniel Robertson there um and uh, yeah max has just tweeted that we'll put it out we'll put the video out on at TSHNJ as well cuz it's a, a, whole, isn't he? He is and, a nice story isn't it and i don't know much about
3: reddit that sounds like the social media platform to be on where nice yeah. people do nice things yeah. what what a curious world yeah, that right, must be that's right speaking of social media of hate uh, many yep. thanks to simon day obviously friend of the show oh, yeah. uh, who has tweeted i will bet my life that that is max rushton dancing around the pub yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you simon adding fuel to the fire much Appreciated.
0: We, all, we, all, we all think it is, don't we? We all definitely yeah, think that is Max. He, we, I mean, it's just, he's just—he's kind of—he's saying, look, it's, you know, it's not he's me. I'm protesting too much now, but we—we
1: we, we think it is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: There we are. That was this afternoon show. We'll do it all again tomorrow from one. Thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport.